Coming to you from the Sunshine State, this is Create Brand Envy, a podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs and business owners discussing businesses, marketing, leadership, and best practices in this ever-changing business landscape. Every week, we'll introduce you to a different business leader that has taken their company to new heights despite the odds. Learn, engage, and thrive. This is Create Brand Envy. And now your host, President and CEO of Brand Envy, Nicole Alisea. Well, today is going to be a very special episode because we don't have our traditional fair. In fact, we are celebrating our first year of having the Create Brand Envy podcast be in existence. And the clap. Wait, wait, it's just me. <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. And the clapping hands in the background. I've kind of kept them, you know, in a corner, shoved in a closet, <laughs> but today- Whoa, 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 I'm not kept in anybody's <laughs> closet. But today I'm peeling the curtain away from the uh, Wizard of Oz. Does that mean you're making me come out of a closet? I'm I'm just using, so, okay, so this is part of the reason why he's not a main talker on the show. He has this bizarro sense of humor, but um, I want to introduce everybody officially to David Bell, also known as Fingers- Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and Fingers is the, uh, well, he's the audio guy behind the scenes that helps make sure that, um, you know, my my guests are wearing their headphones correctly, uh, that the mic levels are good, um, and that we're capturing good audio for each show. When I started this podcast, um, I, I don't know, I, I just, I needed to have good audio. That was just a necessity. And um I've known Fingers for many years and I invited, I asked Fingers, hey, would you be willing to help me with this little pet project of mine? I was going to say, I think I met you when you had just turned 23 originally, somewhere around there, maybe 21. Maybe 22. Okay. Now I remember my 21st birthday. So yeah, we're almost 20 years old. Wow. Almost 20 year friendship. Two decades. Yep. So um, I know him from when I used to work at Clear Channel Radio, which is now known as iHeartMedia. And I was, always was a salesperson over there. And then at that time you were, explain what you were doing. Cause you've told me before. And I, like I said, I'm like, I never, I never paid attention to what your role was. I just, you were always my friend who massaged my back and it was mutually <laughs> consensual. And one time he massaged my feet at the hard rock. It was consensual, well, not, that was not romantic. That was it was for your just, birthday. <laughs> it was at the hard it rock. It was a for birthday gift. Yeah. So yeah. You asked me and. Yes. Yeah, your feet were very sweaty. I do remember that. I'm sure I was wearing pretty shoes that I'm sure, yes, probably made my feet sweaty, probably like these I'm wearing. So uh, one of the things that Fingers does is that he he removes all of the bloopers. So <laughs> Which this is going to be nothing but bloopers <laughs> today. But I, so I know, so he helps me um, not sound like an idiot sometimes when I say idiotic things, because I, I, I do say a lot of dumb things uh, periodically. Um he allows me room to start a sentence over if I say something dumb, like I had, you know, sweaty feet or whatever I just said a second ago, <laughs> so I can like retake it. So yeah, so I'm just very grateful to Fingers for being a, a good friend, a good audio support guy. And I'm sorry, I kind of cut you off. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no, okay. getting back to your original question of what I was doing. So over my career in radio, I pretty much did almost everything on the programming side at some point. Mm -hmm. The only job I probably didn't tackle was sales. Right. So at that time, I was the 
executive producer for The Schnitt Show, uh, was a nationally syndicated radio program. Todd Schnitt was the host. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I was doing at that time mm-hmm. when we originally became acquainted in back rubs and sweaty feet. <laughs> and fingers would always be in this office across from Sue Trikas. You used to sit, uh, Sue Trikas sat across from you at some point. Well, so uh, that Trikas- was a point where she came on part of the Schnitt show. And she took on more of the executive producer role. I still had the title, but I was working more on pulling audio. Was that after she was let go from yeah. being operations manager? Correct. Or operations director. So you can listen, you can hear my interview with Sutricus. It's episode 11. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The title is Branding the Number One News Talk Radio Station Lessons from Sutricus in 970 WFLA. It published back on May 9th, 2023. So she tells, shares the story of her career at Clear Channel. Yeah, she was the one that originally gave me my first job in radio. Um, you were, I just remember you were always there, and you were always doing show prep yeah, for yeah. the Schnitt Show. And show yeah, prep it was and- a three-hour program, <clears throat> again, nationally syndicated, yet we were getting in early in the morning. It was a 3 p.m. Eastern time was when the show mm-hmm. hit the air. But we were actually working early in the a.m. all the way through the day and past the show even. Yeah. Yeah, to do research for it and, and prep for it. Yeah, um, and pulling lots of sound bites and audio. Yeah. Yep. So real quick, uh, Curious <clears throat> Minds want to know, why is your nickname Fingers? Well, typically what I normally tell people is you make up a story and I will just agree to it because it'll be a much more interesting uh tale to tell then. Then the real story. Then the real story. Uh, the real story is when I first started in radio, I was uh, being trained on how to run the board, the audio board, uh, the console, the audio console for those not in radio. So you'd have your radio host across from you uh, on the other side of the glass as a talk format, a news radio format. And you as the board op or the technical director, whatever title, fancy title you want to give it, you're running the, the pots, which are the, the slidey things. If you ever watch a movie about music or radio. Yeah. And you see the, the you yeah. know, they slide it up and it just, again, cool. I'm trying to dumb it down just in case. Don't dumb it down. People well, can learn. Well, no, I'm, I'm dumbing it down because I'm probably making it more dumb than people need, but just in case there is that one individual out there that doesn't know mm-hmm. what the hell I'm talking about. But when I first started, I was being taught how to run that piece of equipment in afternoon drive, mm-hmm. thrown onto the board, and the host on the other side was Lionel. He was a local attorney in Tampa Bay, but his stage name, his on-air name was Lionel. His real name, Michael LeBron. And he he's the main reason why I really got into that station, 970 WFLA, the main reason why I wanted to work there, I was a huge fan of his originally. Now I'm thrown into the lion's den running his board in the middle of afternoon drive. And again, going a little bit, this is probably more than anybody really needs to know behind the scenes. But in those days, we had traffic reports done from airplanes. So it was Gary McHenry was in the plane And we had, I forget what the other guy's name was. We had two planes. One was covering Pinellas. One was covering Hillsborough. 
but we had to come out Wait, of- Wait, the radio station had airplanes? Yeah. Or lease them or however the companies worked that deal. But we had uh, one of the talents- Not a chopper, an airplane. These were airplanes. Okay. And the Pinellas Like one, little Cessnas? I'm just having, I'm like, yeah, I'm in disbelief yeah, yeah, like, that they're right. I'm, I'm in shock. Yeah, that they yeah smaller a, planes. This isn't okay. like Boeing. 757. Yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> um, the Pinellas side, again, I don't recall the guy's name, but he actually worked for Metro Traffic. Okay. So that was a company. Again, I'm going yep, way yep, yep. in the weeds. I actually, here. believe it or not, I actually went there once because I had a, a friend, Dave Purdy. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I went oh, to school with him. Okay. Uh, I went. Did I go to school with Dave Purdy? How did no, I meet? You didn't. Well, did if I meet you did, Dave? if you did, you would have gone to school with him in college. I, I honest, know I didn't go to high school. I honestly him. don't remember how I met Dave Purdy. Sorry, Dave, if you happen to be listening, but <laughs> he always wanted to get into radio. I remember, and um, he finally got the chance over at Metro Traffic, and and he he invited me over one time. We we got together for lunch, and I got to see the operations. But yeah, so I'm familiar. Okay, so the one gentleman worked for Metro, so he was covering Pinellas in that plane, and then our own employee, Gary McHenry, mm -hmm. was over Hillsboro. But again, that's way in the weeds of explaining yeah, what was going on. It's a 30-minute story about the behind fingers. Like, why <laughs> the, is the he name. called fingers? The name. The so, movie. Yeah. The movie, How I Got Called Fingers. Yeah, I don't know if you want to go down that aisle of the movie, <laughs> uh, of the uh, blockbuster. But... um or the Netflix or whatever you want to call it. The, the traffic, again, being in a plane, you had to come out of delay, which we had a seven-second delay in case if anybody calls in and curses. Mm -hmm. You had to come out of delay every single time there was a traffic report so the guy in the plane could hear himself in real time. Mm. Otherwise, it'd throw you off if you're hearing... Yeah. It'd start doing that in your ear. And again, they finally came up with a way to work around that. Mm -hmm. And also nowadays, they don't even put people up in planes. They kind of just have them in front of scanners and computers now, just reading off what FHP and everybody's putting out. But again, in those days, that was one of the headaches of afternoon drive because we had traffic every 10 minutes on the 10s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... You were coming in and out of delay and you had to have it build up. So long story short, I was making a train wreck of afternoon drive. And instead of them pulling me off, this was part of my training, Lionel turned it into the show of making fun of me. And over the next few days, I guess I reminded him of a stenographer he worked with in the courthouse. Mm -hmm whose nickname was Fingers. Right. So he said that we were very similar, had the same personality, something along the lines of, if his head had caught on fire, I'd be the guy that would just say, hey, your head's on fire. I wouldn't, I had that kind of, I guess, mono, mo monotone, just mm -hmm. stoic, yeah. nothing's going to bother me type of personality that reminded him of this other gentleman. Gotcha. And so then he was joking around about calling me fingers bibinidu or something like that. And then he's like, hey, you don't look Italian. He's like, okay, you're just fingers. Next thing I know, all of the people calling into the program started referring to me as fingers. People in the hallways started referring to me as fingers. And it just stuck. It just stuck. And in reality, I mean, I don't, I do love my first name, David. 
It's a great name, but there are quite a few of them. Mm -hmm. I worked at one radio station where one, two, three, four, I think four out of five employees were all named Dave or David. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I jokingly said that we should change the call letters to WDVE or WDAV or something like that. And so, yeah, it differentiates me from the other Davids out there. That's yeah. that's why it's stuck, and I didn't mind it. And the first time I met you, I I, I don't remember how I, I got introduced to you, but I just remember probably walking away thinking, fingers, that's easy to remember. And then it, it, it kind of makes you laugh a little bit when you say it. But anyways, so fingers has been um, the, the audio guy, not just on the quote-unquote board. We have a little road here in the studio. Uh, but he also... Uh, pieces the show together. He's the one who mixes like the little show intro. Like I said, he, he gets rid of all the bloopers and makes sure that there's a smooth transition. The behind the scenes guy. You are the behind the scenes guy. Well, every now and then though, I have heard my laughs come out. Mm-hmm. That I, sometimes when you guys yes. say something a little too funny in here, yeah. yep. I can't keep it yep. you know, locked down. Yeah. Yep. So if you've wondered, you know, oh, sounds like there's somebody else in the studio. There is. And so I, I, so fingers being the good um, podcast father that he is, uh, he reminded me or pointed out that uh, we had our first year anniversary and me being the go, 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 kind of person that I am. That's a lot of goes. Yeah, that's a lot of goes. Trust me, there's a lot going on in my head all the time. I I noticed we had gotten to a year, but in my brain it was like, yeah, big deal. We still got you know, many more to go. Number one, number two, I'm not doing this for any particular objective. It's a little bit of a pet project and there's a lot of altruism built into it. I, I want to bring forward, you know, great stories and great conversations with really accomplished people. You look like you're waiting for me to shut up and say something. So go. No, I was just going to (laughs) say, I hadn't realized that it had been a year for whatever reason, something popped up on my computer the other day with the first episode or something, and I just happened to see the date that it happened. And it was the fact that we've made it past a year, but it just feels like a couple months to it me. It does feel like a couple of months. Uh, well, also probably because we're only on, ep- well, today would have been episode 20, or I guess this is episode 20. <laughs> this is going to become episode 20. It's just, uh, we, we had a no-show, our first no-show in a whole year, which um, is quite remarkable. So my initial plan was to do an episode every week. So technically we should have 52 episodes, but we only have 20 and that's because life happens. I was going to say you being a business entrepreneur yourself and being that, how many goes was it again? Go, 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 yeah. go, go. With all go, those go. goes, I think those kind of get in the way of you sitting totally. down for your pet project. And illness. My God. I got oh, so I forgot sick all about that. in yeah. fourth quarter last year. I think it's because, you know, with the whole COVID thing, we were kind of hiding out and being su- super hygienic. And then I, I think- I think you had cold flu, yeah. COVID flu, yeah. cold- all back to back, back to back. So I, the, my, the way that I kind of like reconciled it in my head was since I gave my immune system such a break during the <laughs> pandemic that when I finally was like, screw it, we can't live like this. I'm just going to like, you know, get back, re- reintegrate into the world. My body was like, just completely just picked everything up. Um, so I did, I, I think I got COVID and then I got flu type B and then immediately afterwards, I had flu type A, mm-hmm. which uh, the PA said that it was possible, it, that it was unlikely, but very, but possible. And so she, she, she said I was un- very unlucky. 
for getting the flu back to back. Um, and then I think I got COVID again. And, well, the COVID um, you, I believe, got from the plane coming home from something in Pennsylvania or something like that. Chicago. Maybe. Maybe. Some, I don't know. You were on a plane. That's yeah. All and, I then, and then yeah. I have adult onset asthma, which complicates every little cold, the flu, anything just makes it last longer. And then I recently came out of like a, a three-month stretch of um, just a really bad asthma flare-up. So all of those things, and I'm sure you've, you've heard it in previous episodes where my voice sounds a little hoarse or I'm coughing a lot or whatever. So anyways, life is happening and illness is happening. And people, So that's why you don't have 52 That's episodes. why I don't, that's my excuse. <laughs> but um, but I am happy to share. Um, and I again, I'm not really comparing myself to anything or anyone because- um, it's just doing it for the fun of it. But looking at our analytics, our all-time unique listeners, meaning unduplicated right, people. Right, right. So you're saying some people are coming back and re-listening? Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm still learning a lot about like okay. the the what the you know what the statistics mean. But I do know that unique listeners all time is 1,162 unique listeners, which I like to think of like a room full of 1,162 people. And that's pretty, um, pretty amazing. Um, our all time downloads is 2,181. There's duplication there. So, um, if I had to like make an educated statement about that, I would say that I would just generally say that on average, each person listens to two episodes. I, I'm just guessing there. But, okay. I, I mean, I'm just making a generalization. It could be like, you know, it could be that 500 people listen to like, you know, eight episodes. I, I And anyways, I probably shouldn't have made that same. I don't really know what I'm looking at. <laughs> all I know is that oh, we in total, we've had 2,181 all-time downloads, which I think is really cool. And then our download averages Per 28 days, so for in a in an average one month period, we have 150 downloads on average, hmm. and this is over the course of the whole year because we we have data for a year, and then uh, per 90 days, it's 483 downloads, which is also I think pretty cool. Again, congratulations. Thank you. And I'm doing, and I I'll admit I'm doing a a <clears throat> crappy, lazy, could be doing more, better job at promoting it. I'm just publishing it and then just sharing it on my personal socials. You've told me to create a Facebook group. Um, I know that I should have a, a podcast website. There's all these things that as a professional marketer, I know that I could be doing. I just lack the bandwidth. And because this is a pet project, I often. Well, you need to pay attention to the real logs yeah, that are in your fire. Exactly. The yeah. real, like the client work that we yeah. do. And so that's where a lot that of my in the money. Exactly. That, that, that funds these little fun pet projects. So, well, what you could also do, speaking of fun, little, this fun little project and social and all that, what about giving out, say your email mm-hmm. for people to actually email in suggestions for people to be on the program you or know- or if they are a CEO or somebody like that themselves and would like to be, have you reach out to them? So that's a great idea. And uh, the public's got your idea beat because I, oh. I've never shared this with you, but I actually get a ton of solicitations to be on the show. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, what if you wanted to multiply that tenfold if you gave out an email address? For- all right, all right, all right. Don't <laughs> twist my arm. So if 
Hmm. So out of all the solicitations that I receive, um, I have replied to none. And that's the only reason why I'm going to acquiesce to your suggestion. And it's because usually it's a, it's somebody that I don't find impressive or accomplished. Um, I'll have, you know, everybody they don't meet your metrics. No, they don't meet my, my criteria for who right, I want right, to right. have on the show. And they're usually trying to like peddle something, you know, they, they have an objective. Yeah, for, yeah. For Understood. Which most people in life, it's a, give me an, a gotcha. Everybody's yeah. got their angle. Yeah. But like, so I'm not charging guests to be on the show. Right. Um, it's by invitation only. Right. And I, I study and research them very well, or I need to have known them for a long time and know, know them before asking them to come on because my... The quality of their character, et cetera. Well, so the whole point of this is to bring on really um, admirable and accomplished business owners and entrepreneurs to share their own journeys so that the listeners can learn and take away some valuable ideas that would help them in their own entrepreneurial journey and or... Uh, the other the other type of guests that I bring on are people that have something of value to share with the business owner entrepreneur community, something that they can learn um, and also, again, take away so that they can grow and better themselves. And so if a person is just here to push their book or if they're here, you know, and I, or, or they haven't really accomplished anything great themselves, then I, I don't want to just I don't want to fill air for no reason. Okay. I just thought of it as an angle or an idea to assist you yeah. on filling up episodes. Yeah. That if somebody, oh, yeah. okay. somebody Sorry. led so you my to email, that water. My email. <clears throat> so my email is Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, at create, C-R-E-A-T-E, brand, B-R-A-N-D, N-V, the letter N as in Nancy, the letter V as in Victor, dot com. Nicole at createbrandenvy.com. I know you just basically said that you don't really want these CEO type tips of people, but it's also a way where they could get a hold of you for your real business too, though. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Definitely. So if you had a marketing need or what yeah. else? What else do you do besides, <laughs> again, define no, no, it it's for fine. me. You know, it's so funny. Like that people ask me like what I do, like, you know, other moms from like my daughter's group and stuff. And it's so difficult to like, I, I, I have a hard time sometimes explaining what I do to people that aren't in the industry. Anyways, we are a, we're a marketing, um, branding and advertising agency. We help clients when their marketing is a shit show. <laughs> I mean, that's just the simplest way to say it. So if, if their marketing is, you know, if there's gaps in the handling of all the things that go into, into their marketing. So if they don't have a marketing strategy, if they're being random, one of the things that we specialize in is coming up with uh, a formal marketing strategy so that we can have like a blueprint of the brand and who we're speaking to and what the values are so that we can craft materials. So one of the things that we do is we help them with a marketing strategy. So we help them define their vision, their mission, their core values, their business objectives. So we have a a roadmap of who we are and where we're trying to go with the brand. Um, Then we also, if their logo sucks, we talk about doing a logo redesign. Okay, getting before you go any further, let's say I'm the company owner, business person that comes to you, I'm having issues and you bring up that my logo sucks. Now that wasn't why I came to you. How often do you get pushback on that? 
Um, well, I wouldn't tell. So young Nicole would have would have told the client, "Your logo sucks," and I and I and rationalized even, that even I was if being I hadn't honest. come to you about it. But nowadays, right? The <clears throat> forty uh, year old Nicole would ask the person how they feel about their logo. So twenty uh, year old Nicole would have taken anybody as a client. Forty year old Nicole is wiser in, in that initial conversation. I'm assessing what's going on with your company, but I'm also assessing you. I'm assessing your mental health. I'm ex- I am. I'm assessing, you know, is this person humble? Is this person a driver? Is this person going to be a good client or a bad client? Like are, how, how, you know, and so most, so good clients will admit to me that their logo was done by an amateur, that they got it done cheaply because they, by the time they're coming to me, they've already tried to like do it themselves. And they've run into all of the issues that come with a poorly designed and a poorly prepared logo. So, so they'll, they'll usually bring it up and, or I'll say, what are your thoughts on your logo? Are you open to a redesign? No, just, oh, you don't what even are say you, that? what are your thoughts on your logo? Oh, I love it. It's great. Okay probably not going to make a great client because their logo really sucks and this is going to be an impediment. And then, so I kind of feel my way around through like, you know, again, I'm just feeling my way through like how open is this person? Like, are they very close minded? Are they, you know, open to feedback? It's, they need to want help. They need to know that they need help and they need to want help. Cause if they, if I try to impose on them, what I think they should be doing and they think that they're not doing, that they're doing everything great. Right. They're giving, there is no relationship. There is no relationship. There's no respect there, you know, and there's just no relationship to build off of. Well, and the reason why I bring that up, I watch a lot of shows that are like the profit on, Mm -hmm. I think CNBC or whatever channel that's on and similar shows to that, where these people are in trouble with their companies Mm -hmm. or, or whatever their scenario is, whether it's a bar or a restaurant or because again, bar rescue is another similar mm-hmm. uh, show to that where people are coming into restaurant impossible, et cetera. Yeah. You're in trouble. You need these experts to come in. And how often do I see, maybe it's producers that are kicking it up a little bit and they've told these people to act like, can I say assholes to the person coming to help them. I think, But so often, mm-hmm. again, you're seeing this pushback and it's like, Everything you've been doing has been failing for you. That's why you need them. And now you're fighting them on it. Yeah. That makes me think of like the real world on MTV way back when. I think that they, I think that producers do that on purpose. That's they, what I'm saying that there, there has to be some of that behind the scenes, but how much 100%, of it? 100% because I'm sure they there's want some drama. that the, I'm sure some of the I producers don't, don't have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want the bad client. I don't want the drama. They want the drama. They're like, yes, more viewers. <laughs> Okay, since we've gone down this weird alley, is it all right to talk about bad clients versus good clients? Yeah. From my perspective? Sure. Okay, from a radio perspective, again, my one of the positions I had once upon a time was as a production director. So I said that I had done almost all of the positions in programming, just none in sales. Okay. But if you're a production director, you're very hands-on with the salespeople and their clients. Okay. This was a theory of mine regarding certain salespeople and certain clients that 
there are certain salespeople like yourself that are great salespeople that you can get along with. They're not evil to the core. Then there's certain bad salespeople, whether it's in radio or not, but again, they have a lot of that stereotypical, the used car salesman type of image that they're, again, evil to the core. And I came up with this one theory that if you're a good salesperson, you usually seem to attract good clients. They work with you, that they're easygoing. And again, you're always going to have that one-off that's bad, even if you're the good salesperson. Whereas the evil ones, they have the trouble people. They attract, it's attracting similar to similar. Mm -hmm. And every now and then when you get that bad one, then it's just a nightmare and you'd be better off if they'd trade that client to one of the other sales, you know, if they start swapping, hey, swap this good one because they service it better, you service this one better. But it always just seemed like the ones, the more troubled the salesperson, the more troubled the clients that I had to deal with. <sighs> wow. So that's a, a... Or we could th- cut this segment no, no, out. No, no, <laughs> no. There's just a lot. But I mean, <clears throat> okay. Again, um, I know you have so, a, so a passion my, and love for sales. Here's, so. here's my, my, my thoughts are blur, birds of a feather flock together. Right. You're not wrong. Like attracts like. Um, also, I think in some ways, and I, I don't know if mental health is the right word, uh, vibe, vibra- vibration, or whatever you want to call it. But I think that, um, you know, people that are trouble, I think are kind of vibrating at this like frequency. They're like, are you going to get into crystals now? No, 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 okay. no. I think that they're, but like, just hear me out. I think that they're just like vibrating at a level, okay, at a frequency that attracts and meshes with other problematic, you know, frequency people. And I think that uh, quote unquote good, because like what you define as a good salesperson from your perspective is very different than what I define a good salesperson. Like to me, a good salesperson is a person who can sell. right? But to you, what you mean is like, are you a good person is what it sounds like to me. Like, a, no, you know, no. meaning there's no, you don't come with trouble, you know? So, so wait, wait, let you me just finish my thought okay. about the frequency thing. So I think that part of what makes a quote unquote good person is that they have healthy boundaries and they, uh, they know not to make unreasonable requests from other people because they know that that's not fair. And at the same time, I think that when, when they have that judgment, they also don't allow their clients to make unreasonable requests. And I think a good salesperson from a radio's perspective, their job is to be the liaison between the client and the station. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, we're, we're like a, a party host. It's our job to make sure that everybody's happy. Okay, and I will point out that a lot of what I would classify as bad salespeople, whether they sold a lot or not, again, bad people or how they operate, a lot of them as liaison would not follow through on that. They kind of jump out of the middleman and dump it on, whether you're a promotions person or a production person. You have one-on-one and you've got a bad client and you're not facilitating that liaison between mm-hmm. And it makes that client then a problem for everybody 
accept you as a salesperson because you went off and just decided to yeah. go sell another one that you're going to dump on yeah. everybody. Yeah, and I can think of a few salespeople that we worked with that had horrible follow-through, right. horrible follow-up, um, horrible tact. I don't know. I, I, I was always surprised that those people remain employed. It really surprised me that they wouldn't get fired. Okay, um, along those lines, <clears throat> again, probably saying too much again, there was a what I would classify as a bad salesperson. Just... He was a complete idiot in my book and almost everybody else in programming that had to deal with him. He got elevated to a level of management. Mm -hmm. So now he's over people and he wasn't smart enough to know how to deal with his own clients and his own list. Now he's operating and running everybody. And somebody once came into my office and asked me, how does somebody like that wind up getting elevated to that. And I, I said, you know how uh, they say cream rises to the top? And he's like, yeah. I go, well, sometimes turds float. And that was, every time I think of that phrase now, I see that guy's face. Turds float. <laughs> so there you go. Again, probably sharing way too much. but That's fine. I mean, yeah, no, relationships are complicated. The radio business is was comp I, I wish I was because I haven't been in been in it in in so long. Yeah, it's been about three years for me. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I got laid off because of the whole COVID shutdown. Oh right, right, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> How did you forget about that? We're gonna be telling that story to our grandchildren. I don't pay attention to the details. <laughs> um wait, what, okay, we were talking about one year anniversary. We made it. So congratulations to us for making it one year. Again, congratulations to you. Thank you. Because again, with me, yeah, I'm cutting your stuff up and everything, but you could replace me. But you are- well, I flew solo. The- I flew solo one time the, for the, the Jerry Copeland episode, the dentist, the pediatric dentist. Uh, well, you didn't fly completely solo. Yeah. you. you well, Sue's episode also. Oh, yes, you're right. You, I, you set both of them up yourself. But ultimately, I'm still winding up with the audio in my inbox. I'm still cutting it up. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying that I'm replaceable. You're the face slash voice. The idea. So without you, none of this is possible. And actually, you, the listener, downloading it really. Yeah, it helps a ton. It, I was going to say you're the, without you. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And also, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Crest Community. Uh, they are a co-working space located in uh, the neighborhood of Wellswood in the city of Tampa, um, located at 5101 North Rome Avenue, and it's owned by Jeremy Vanderloop and his wife, Brittany Vanderloop. And they took this old uh, abandoned church building type place. I honestly don't know what this used to be exactly. It would be like the <clears throat> secondary building behind a church. Yes. Type, type yes. Of, correct. Yeah. The, yeah. And so they have on the first floor, they, ha- they created a podcast studio. I had wanted to do this podcast and I had been talking to fingers about it for months, almost a year before I found out about this place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very grateful to Cress and Jeremy and the, the, Vanderloops. I'm very grateful to the Vanderloops for, you know, instead of, you know, they purchased this property and instead of knocking it down to create 
apartments or, you know, five different homes that they're, they're going to sell for half a million dollars, they decided to convert this into a co-working entrepreneur mastermind. But for me, what really sealed the deal was that they had a podcast room and I was like, perfect, because I've been talking about wanting to do one for a very long time. I just didn't have the, the space to do it. Um, and invite people over. So I, I you know, look well, into and it, it if actually, you're in the Tampa area. It actually had all the equipment also that I laid right. out for you that you needed. It was weird. It was almost like it manifested. Yeah. Like we That's talked a good way to, to put it. It's true. Like we talked about it. We visualized it. You asked for the road. You were like, I want to play with the road. And I'm like, <laughs> I will buy you a road and you can play with I've been with lusting your... for the Roadcaster yes. Pro for, what was it, a couple of years, years before that? Yeah. And I was like, I'll buy it for you. We just need to figure out like, and then this, and then I got introduced and, you know, it's funny because like I was told about this place and I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. And then my friend Christine was like, no, 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 come on over. I really want you to meet, you know, um, some of the people that were here and whatnot. And so I met with her for coffee and they gave me the tour. And like I said, when they opened the podcast room, I was like, okay, this is all falling into place. Go. And now a year later. Yep. And so um, I just, this is just general advice. You know, I randomly give general life advice. To me um, or to no, the listener? No, to the listener. Okay. To the listener. Um, and you, since you're, I'm staring at you. Um, you know, <laughs> if you want to do something, um, I really do believe that um, when you let go and like you stop stressing about things, right? Like, and hopefully... We, we, we're gonna, now I'm not so sure about guests being scheduled, but hopefully we're going to have somebody coming up soon who's going to be talking about control um, and, and that whole aspect of just kind of letting go. But if you want to do something, don't wind yourself up into a tizzy <laughs> trying to like, oh, I got to push forward, get it done, push uphill, push uphill. One of my favorite um, techniques for dealing with life is, and I learned this from uh, Tim Ferriss. He said, if, if this were easy, what would it look like? And I love telling myself that all the time. If this were easy, what would it look like? Because it just helps my body relax. And it helps me look at the problems that I'm solving on a day-to-day basis from a, a more simplistic, more relaxed view. Removing the anxiety. Yeah. And just kind of, if this were easy, what would it, if, you know, if this were simple and easy, what would it look like? And, and I found that um, the, the path to success is actually easy. It's not hard. You don't have to push uphill. And so that ties back into this podcast. We had been talking about it. We didn't have all the pieces together. And we just, you know, when you, I think, um, you, when you make a wish and you just kind of like visualize wanting something, then I, I really believe that the universe conspires in your favor and your only job is to be open and receptive to what's in front of you. Because I had been offered this place and I was kind of like, again, very busy, very wound up in my day to day. And I probably, if I would have come in sooner, I probably would have gotten on board with this sooner. Well, again, I just wanted to say congratulations. And I wanted to say thank you for helping me with this because it would not be the same. It's certainly way more fun with you. Well, and I get to see you. Yeah. We get to socialize. Totally. Again, and you've after, always been a very good friend. I was going to say after a two decade long uh, yes. friendship. Yes. Yes. So thank you. Anyways, thank you so much for being a listener. Please hit that subscribe button. 
I hope to have many more interesting guests. And if you believe that you would be a good guest, please email me again, Nicole at createbrandenvy.com. And like Finger said, if you have a business and you need some help with social media, your website, your logo, um, just your marketing strategy, coming up with a digital marketing plan, um, any number of things, media buying, I don't do it all myself. I have a team. And a lot of times I end up building a team for clients. Um, and I'd love to talk to you about, you know, how, how I do that and how I pull that off. Um, just reach out and let me know what's going on with your business. And I would be more than happy to listen, give my two cents and together we can figure out if it makes sense to work together. And tell you you have a crappy logo. And if you have a crappy logo, <laughs> I will not tell you you have a crappy logo, but but you will hear something to the effect of, all right, so what do you think about all of your things that are, because I see crappy websites too. True. I, true. I see websites that were, I can clearly tell were, were built in 1999. Yeah, using AOL. Using like raw HTML, and they're still out there. I mean, oh, yeah. and they they still work. I mean, the, the, Again, it, I was just trying anyways. to bring it full circle. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Bye. I'm getting technical. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to Create Brand Envy. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Brand Envy is an integrated marketing and advertising agency that helps brands innovate while maintaining their focus and identity. To learn more or to get in touch with Nicole, visit createbrandenvy.com. That's create brand and the letters NV.com. We'll see you next time.